The Midday Report. I'm Mandy Wiener. Keep listening as we round up the key stories affecting your world with interviews with newsmakers, in-depth analysis and eyewitness news reporters on the ground. The Midday Report. We are going to start, though, with some more reaction to what happened with the cabinet reshuffle last night. A good, uh, what is it, an hour and a half late the president was to deliver that reshuffle. The big announcement, of course, is the fact that Josienzo Ramachopa is the Minister of Electricity. I think there's a few other talking points here that I think are quite quite interesting. I know a lot of attention on the fact that Paul Mashatile is now the Deputy President. I think uh, Maropini Ramachopa, who's also been elevated to a minister in the presidency, I think that's a big story. I think that her rise has been uh, pretty astonishing as well. And I also think it's interesting that the former minister in the presidency, Mondli Gungubele, has been moved uh, to the communications portfolio. People aren't talking about that too much. And the fact that Minister Nkosasana Dlamini Zuma, many are saying demoted to minister in the presidency for women, youth and persons with disability. I'm not sure if that's a, a demotion. I don't know how you would read it. I think that uh, some of the commentary has been that they are actually still very close um, and there is a trust relationship there. But I'd love to take your WhatsApp. Send me a voice note, 072 702 1702 Lukanyo Vanka is a political analyst joining us now to unpack this. Lukanyo, good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for your time. I think the the general reaction to the president's reshuffle has been a muted one, that it didn't exactly wow the nation. Would you agree with that? Uh, good afternoon, Mandy. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, like you said, there aren't any surprises that we've seen from this cabinet reshuffle. Um, the president really was rewarding some of his supporters going into Nigeria last year and punishing some of the detractors um, that opposed his regulation. So if you look at people like Lindy Wesisudu, Pumulo Maswale, who are now out, and also the fact that MPVS has been shifted to a, what I consider a junior position in terms of women, considering that she held the once powerful position of culture, we're enjoying um, a state of disaster. She becomes one of the most powerful people in the country because she becomes responsible for those disaster regulations. So shifting her to women was a, was a demotion in, in my estimation. So none of, the, of the surpri- none of the appointments were big surprises. However, it was a reward of supporters and a punishment of detractors. Uh, what was interesting for me was the fact that the new Minister of uh, Electricity, Sputla Ramachopa, the President said that uh, that position is going to now have some powers responsible for ESCOM. And what he didn't say then was that it does mean that Pravin Godan and Gwede Mantashe uh, will have some powers removed from them. Is this a, um, a kind of jibe from the President to say, well, your performance hasn't been quite there to deal with this electricity crisis, so that's why this is happening? It, it could be considered uh, that, um, and and it's sort of a vote of no confidence in the abilities of those two ministers. And um, I think he will also remove uh, or, or shift some powers that ordinarily go to a culture minister in terms of disaster regulations related to the load shedding um, state of disasters as announced. So there will be a few changes and transfers of power using legislative means that um, the president constitutionally has the power to shift and you will take some of those from, as you said, energy 
and also from DP, uh, DPE and give those to the new Minister of um, Load Shedding, Scotla, uh, Ramakopa. And I don't know how much of friction that will cause between these three um, ministers now that are jointly uh, responsible for electricity provision in the country. And we'll see if the president will be able to become the center that ensures that everything is held together and his authority becomes the center and have Sputla respected by these two bulwarks. Uh, that, you know, Minister Pavel Gwadan and Gwede Mandashi, who are both of them forces of nature. Lukanyo, thank you very much. Uh, Lukanyo Vankra, political analyst, uh, speaking to us there. Of course, uh, the other big narrative as well out of this is the fact that while Lindiwe, Susulu, Natium, Tetwe, and Maite, and Kwane Mashibane are out, uh, some of the controversial ministers, uh, Becky Kele, for example, in Westbury today, in full force, he's still in that position. Um, and, you know, a few other ministers, I think, that people maybe would have liked to have seen being removed or being moved sideways are still in their positions as well. So let's get some more reaction. Soli Mapaile is the SACP General Secretary. Sali, good afternoon to you. Thank you for your time. What is your reaction to what the President has done with his Cabinet? Thank you very much, Mandy, and good afternoon to our listeners. I think um, we appreciate the interventions by the President to stabilize his government. Uh, in the main, uh, we are happy that he has repositioned and responded well to his State of the Nation address regarding the interventions on the energy sector. Um, because, as you know, uh, the deep that we're going through of load shedding and uh, appoint uh, a minister responsible on a day-to-day basis just to stabilize the national grid and make sure that our people have got energy, uh, I mean, uh, electricity in particular, uh, it's very important. So we wish uh, uh, Congress Buddha uh, great success uh, in this appointment, but we also want to congratulate uh, all the newly appointed ministers and deputy ministers and also the deputy president and to thank those who have participated before including the former deputy president uh, Mabuza uh, for their service to the people of this country. Certainly um, at this point given the challenges that we face um, the government work uh, at that level is actually a thankless job so we really need to appreciate the difficulties that some of them are going through and we want to wish them to hit the ground running and understand that the difficulty that uh, we face as a country will not accord anyone the luxury of uh, uh, just relaxing in a job. But we need them to really focus and make sure that uh, the departments and, and, and ministries are not characterized by scandals and corruption. And we hope that all of them will tackle uh, corruption wherever it rears its head and continue to focus on the clear mandate that they've been given. Sorry, thank you very much. Sorry, Mapaila, SACP General Secretary, uh, giving us some reaction there to the cabinet reshuffle. Let's uh, have a look at Kasatu's reaction. Kasatu General Secretary, Sorry, Petwe, joining us now. Sorry, good afternoon to you. Thank you for your time. Uh, one of the key appointments yesterday was Nokolo Kivit as the Minister of Public Service and Administration of the country. Uh, we know, of course, that uh, we are in the midst of a dispute between public service unions and the government at this stage. So what is your reaction to that appointment? Well, thank you very much and thank you to your listeners. Uh, look, our response and reaction is that uh, we welcome the, the entire reshuffle even if the president indicated that is not a total full reshuffle. Uh, he had uh, to close the space and make sure that he responds to the 
cry of the people of South Africa. Uh, now that we are left with few months to go to the election, obviously those who are put into position now, they've got the responsibility to run quickly and make sure that they address the challenges of the of the economic uh, challenges that we are facing in this country. In, in response to your question, we were very happy when 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 uh, this minister Nicola was appointed, and we think that that what we should do is to engage, and that's what we we, we said yesterday. The first thing that she has to do is to engage with the taking of movement and try to find a way of resolving the dispute that is there. And the dispute did not start now with the issue of the current estimate of, of, of the negotiation. We started with the, the non-implementation of the Resolution 1 of 2018 by government, uh, which is the, the government of South Africa led by the African National Congress relating from the implementation of the agreement mm. and the dispute of, of, of the 2021 2022 negotiations. Right. What is currently happening? The dispute is about workers feels that the government uh, ignore them or disrespect the collective bargaining. There is a dispute that needs to be resolved, but the government is running quickly to the implementation or to offer the the increase for 2023, and that we don't think is correct. That's why right. we say to the new minister. We expect her immediately before the end of this week to resolve this meeting on movement and on the approach of resolving this problem. So that the morale of the workers and so all of us mm. can see that the morale of the public servants is down that demoralizing the manner that they are treated. And who's suffering is the people of the ordinary citizens, uh, people on the ground. Solly, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, your line not great, unfortunately. Solly Petwe, the Kasatu General Secretary, uh, reacting there generally to uh, the cabinet reshuffle, but also to the announcement of Nokolo Kivit as the Minister of Public Service and Administration. So a few talking points coming out there. There's been a lot of reaction generally to the reshuffle. I think the bloated presidency is a huge issue. The fact that there are now five ministers uh, within the presidency, the fact that there are now two additional ministers as well, that of course is a cost expenditure. The president did say that after the next administration there will be an attempt to decrease that but at the moment we have a bloated cabinet and then I think yep, very much a, a damn squib. I don't think there was anything really that rocked us um, and let's see what Sputla Ramachopa does. Josienzo Ramachopa who now has this task with uh, he's been tasked with turning around the fortunes of ESCOM and load shedding. The Midday Report very good afternoon, Mendy. Mendy, it is quite interesting. You remember last month when the, the statistician announced the, the, the GDP figures where it was showing a positive growth. I, I did question the, the, the method or the quarterly reporting, whether it is effective or not. Now, the fourth quarter, it says the negative. Then, how are we really, why are we not reporting this on an annual basis in order to get the true reflection? Because now, it's like a yo-yo going up and down. One moment it's up, we're celebrating tomorrow the opposite. Then we, we're counting the seasonal workers, of which is not for me, that is not employment, Mushere Bhatt. 
Hey, Mishere, thanks for that. Uh, we are speaking to the Statistician General a bit later on. I'll ask that question for you. But if you missed it earlier, those GDP figures are out and they really are shocking. It's very bad. Um, it's, it's absolutely massive. The effect that the economy shrunk by 1.3% in the fourth quarter of last year. The finance, real estate and businesses services sector, that's the largest industry in South Africa, shrank by 2.3%. So that really, really is worrying. We'll speak to the Statistician General a bit later. The Midday Report. So it was pretty uh, dramatic this morning because the Mineral Resources and Energy Minister, Gwede Mantashe, was giving his address at the Africa Energy in Daba and he was interrupted by Greenpeace Africa activists. So he was busy talking and you see saw these activists stand up from their tables and then they walked to the front of the stage. They had bright yellow banners. They were protesting against coal and delays in getting renewable energy online. And Mantashe actually paused his address and said um, that he wanted the protesters to to stay there and have their say and he continued his speech he gave his whole speech uh, Kevin Brunt EWN reporter was in the audience uh, Kevin good afternoon good afternoon to you so so give us a bit more color and a bit more detail about what happened this morning a very good afternoon to you Mandy well we attended the opening address earlier today of mineral resources and energy minister Gwede Mantashe and as you correctly said there in your introduction that is when the Greenpeace activists got up and they waved around banners um, saying Gwede Mantashe must stop blocking renewables, also saying that coal equals corruption. In his address, the minister also speaks to the issue with regard to coal, saying that it can't be one energy source as opposed to another, that South Africa is definitely going the route of an energy mix of which coal is definitely part of. Just listen to what the minister told us at a press briefing following his main address here in the hall, where he specifically reacted to that incident where the activists got up and he also said that he wanted them to stay there, um, intervening there when security personnel tried to remove them from the venue where the delegates were gathered. Mandy? I have no problem with demonstration. The NC government gave the right to picket. Therefore, I can't have a problem with picketing. People must have a right to picket. That's why when they were being removed, I appealed that they must be left alone because Picketing is a right that has been granted by this government. And then what did Greenpeace Africa have to say about their protest and the fact that Pantashe is a coal fundamentalist? Well, they spoke about the fact, the slow rollout basically of renewables in a South African context, saying government is not doing enough to speedily bring online more renewable energy sources. They also feel um, that, as you correctly said, Mandy, that, that Minister Mantashi in government is very much pro-coal and they want the country to be moving away from coal. The minister obviously then said that it, it, it can't be this uh, issue where we, we're taking just one direction on the issue with regard to coal. He also spoke to the fact that it, it will affect a lot of communities. And at the present moment, the country is very reliant still on coal spoke about countries such as Germany and Japan also now venturing back to um, coal energy sources. But Greenpeace Africa, the spokesperson Tandile Chinyavanyu said that they will be engaging the minister further on this. The minister, however, said that he hasn't had any engagement with this group before now and that they feel, you know, demonstrating here when he's about to come and give an address. That is the best way for them to address the issue. But just listen to the Greenpeace spokesperson on their point of view. Mandy? There is quite a backlog in terms of the renewable energy that was envisioned in our IRP. And what we want to see is our government 
fulfilling what has been set out in our IRP and ensuring that the renewable energies are brought online and that we are more ambitious, especially recognizing that the IRP is going to be updated, that they are more ambitious and bring more renewable energy online. So pretty dramatic scenes there. Thanks, Kevin Brunt, for explaining all of that to us as Greenpeace Africa activists protested during Gwilemad Tashe's address at the Africa Energy in Dawa. They're saying he's a coal fundamentalist. He let them carry on. He gave his whole speech while the protesters were in front of him, holding placards and protesting. The Midday Report. Let's go to Westbury in Johannesburg now because the police minister, Becky Tkele, the Gauteng premier, Paniazala Sufi, the Joburg mayor, is also there today, busy speaking to uh, community members, also speaking to police officers. The police minister has been addressing police officers that are there, and that's because of the the violence, the tensions uh, that have reached boiling point. Alpha Ramashwana, EWN reporter in Westbury for us. Alpha, firstly, give us a, a sense of what the politicians are all doing there today. Good afternoon, Mandy. Well, the politicians, which is the Premier of Gauteng, Police Minister and Joburg Mayor, are here today in Westbury to engage with the community about the issues that they are facing that are relating to gang violence, gang-related shootings and, 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 and crime. I mean, you would remember that in the last week of February, there were 13 people who were shot in different incidents that are believed to be linked to gang-related uh, violence and drug, uh, the, the trade of drugs in the area. The police minister is here today saying that they have formulated some measures that uh, will be put in place as of today to ensure that the, 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 the rate of gun violence and, and drug, uh, drug abuse and, and crime in this community of Westbury is, 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 is tackled. I mean, it's also uh, something that's happening in many communities of Johannesburg. So uh, the minister is also saying that they will indeed uh, also be taking these measures and these programs to other communities of Johannesburg. They have also been co- uh, engaging with the community, and the community has expressed, Mandy, that they have little faith that police minister Begitela will formulate correct measures that will bring an immediate change in the situation in Westbury. In 2018, the minister was here for the very same reasons, and they are citing that he couldn't do it in 2018. What, what, what difference will he mm. this time? But of course, Mandy, um, the, the, the minister had a, a, a responded to the community members, and let's hear what his response was. It's okay to arrest those people that run drugs, but make sure that drug laws are arrested. Make sure that drug laws are thrown in prison are there for a long time. People that die here, big number, they die out of illegal firearms. I want to see those illegal firearms go out there and find them. Once you create trust and rapport with the community, they will give you the information. They will tell you who runs the guns. They will tell you the criminals. They will tell you where these guns are. They will tell you where drugs are. That's Becky Kele speaking in Westbury. Remember, he was there last week. He was there on Thursday. And he's back again today. The reports from last week were that residents were left unimpressed. So let's see what the reaction is today. My thanks to Alpha Ramoshwan, EWN reporter who's in Westbury for us. The Midday Report. I have been speaking about the, the really shocking GDP figures that have just been released by Stats SA, the GDP for the fourth quarter declining by 1.3%, that contraction. Uh, very, very worrying indeed. The thing that stands out for me is the fact that the finance, real estate and business services industries shrank by 23 
1.5%. Rusenga Maloleke, Statistician General of South Africa, joining us to unpack these numbers. Rusenga, uh, Statistician General, good afternoon to you. Thank you very much uh, for your time today. Talk us through the numbers in which sectors, seven of the ten industries contracted in the fourth quarter. Greetings, Mandy. Let me greet the listeners as well. We are saying that uh, the GDP fourth quarter uh, contracted by 1.3%, and uh, the biggest uh, uh, drag came from finance, real estate, and business services, which contributed a negative 0.6 of a percentage point to the 1.3 negative percent. Uh, That was uh, followed by trade, uh, catering, and accommodation in terms of breaking the contraction down, which contributed negative uh, uh, 0.3 of a percentage point. While transport, construction, and personal services uh, uh, largely transport uh, uh, contributed 0.1 of a percentage point. It could not offset that negative uh, growth. That is the fourth quarter. But we also came back with the numbers for the entire year, 2022, where our economy grew by 2%. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, remember in 2021, it had grown by 4.9%. Now uh, uh, it's it's grown by not four yeah 4.9%. Mm. It has grown by 2%. And in this regard, while uh, uh, finance on the fourth quarter showed at, at the slowest growth or in terms of drag, this time in terms of the whole year, it's the one that contributed strongly at 0.9 of a percentage point. Statistician General, are you able to to tell us what the drivers are here in the contraction of the economy? Is it load shedding? What else is contributing? Well, generally in the third quarter, um, no, not not third quarter, fourth quarter, we are seeing, for example, electricity. Its growth was negative one point nine percent, whereas its contribution. Uh, was zero. But uh, when we looked at the issues particularly of electricity, we saw a a lower uh, or or decreases in the consumption of electricity and water. However, if you look, uh, it's not just that alone. If you look at mining, for example, there were areas of uh, a decreased economic activity in the areas of diamonds, iron or uh, platinum metal groups, of course. Most of these industries do rely on electricity. Now, we had a, a voice note into the show a little bit earlier from Sherry, who was asking why StatsSA looks at this quarterly. Um, and maybe if you could explain it for us. He's saying that, for example, in the third quarter of last year, last year there was an improvement uh, to the economy. There was growth. Um, maybe if you can just explain in layman's terms why StatsSA looks at the GDP quarterly and, and releases results quarterly. We release the other uh, products, uh, the other industries monthly. So, for example, uh, mining comes out monthly. Wholesale trade comes out monthly. Uh, all these uh, sectors come out monthly. But in terms of con- uh, quarterly compilations, it's because uh, internationally, it's easier to look at uh, the entire accounting for the economy quarterly rather than looking at it monthly, whereas in terms of uh, uh, the industries, we look at them monthly. 
Thank you very much for explaining that. Uh, Rasengo Maloleke, the Statistician General of South Africa, unpacking those figures. We saw growth in the third quarter. The GDP rallied, the economy rallied, and in the fourth quarter, it really is dire. It's been described as shocking. The fact that the GDP has declined by 1.3% in the fourth quarter and just goes to show this is the impact of load shedding. This is how it is impacting on the economy. The Midday Report. Well, if you want to watch a sparring match at the moment, perhaps a mismatched sparring match at the moment, Tuli Maroncella, the former public protector, is currently being questioned by advocate Dalian Porfu SC. This was going on yesterday. It's continuing today. This is all in the inquiry into Busisiwa Mkwebane's fitness to hold office in Parliament. So Tuli Maroncella on my TV screen at the moment, dressed in black with a huge big red rose and the South African flag behind her and law journals too. So that's the image for you. Uh, let's have a listen to some of that audio from a bit earlier on today with Advocate Dalian Porfel questioning Tulu Maroncella. And at one point she said, by your standards, this is your lowest. We made an election or he made election and I complied, which is what Minister of Safety, Mrs. Mohammed, says. No, Minister of Safety, Mohammed, says something about alterations or on, on affidavits, in your estimation? No, it says nothing about alterations. That's why I do. Neither does the, neither does the regulation that you cited say anything about alterations. That's why I don't quite understand. Maybe you should repeat your questions there because I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know what you want me to answer. Just answer the question. You don't have to know what I'm trying. I'm not trying anything. I'm asking you a question. You just answer it truthfully and honestly, as you saw at the beginning of these proceedings. That's Tuli Madonsela, Advocate Tuli Madonsela, responding to Advocate Dalian Porfo, SC. Lindsay Dentlinger, EWN parliamentary reporter, has been watching that cross-examination. Lindsay, good afternoon to you. So uh, how does today compare to yesterday and what's been happening there? Good afternoon, Nandy. Well, I'm glad that you're amused by watching uh, what is now going into the fourth hour of the same issue. Uh, is, is it more, is it more exasperating than anything else to watch? It is, rather. Um, given that we went through all of this yesterday, today's um, inquiry, the inquiry session started with MPs asking questions. Uh, well, actually, no, uh, I'm actually fibbing. The evidence leaders were so swift that I've forgotten, Mandy. They took all of, or she, Kumisa uh, Mayosi, took all of half an hour uh, to take Tuli Madonsela through her affidavit, largely focusing on what she was told she was coming to this inquiry to answer questions on, and that's the Freda Dairy Farm and the Reserve Bank CX matters which was started during her tenure uh, and which were picked up by Busi Siwim Kabani and has largely landed her in the situation that she finds herself in. So that was Advocate Miyosi. And then we spent a reasonable amount of time uh, on MPs asking their questions and very difficult, Mandy, not to feel that this is really a comparative process being carried out uh, in terms of how Tuli Madonsela ran things at the Public Protector's Office versus what we have heard from witnesses mm as to how Gutisiwim Kobani is allegedly uh, running the show. So um, Dalian Popu uh, was back on the questioning, behind the questioning mic, um, maybe now going on uh, just over an hour. Uh, he's supposed to be 
picking up Mandy uh, from everything that we've heard so far, but really he's rehashing everything we heard yesterday. Uh, Tuli Maroncello is saying a number of times, it, it, this isn't my inquiry. It's not me that is the subject of this inquiry. Uh, and you, you speak about the comparison between Busisiwe Mkwebane and Tuli Maroncello, and that very much uh, has come to the fore. I did also see that she made, uh, Tuli Maroncello made some comments about the fact that she tried to meet Busisiwe Mkwebane to, to do a handover and Mkwebane refused. Yes, that's something she has um, earlier put in a letter to first to Busisiwe Mkwebane's lawyers when she was asked or summoned to um, come and give testimony. And, and one of the reasons she offered for not wanting to do so, saying, well, when I tried to meet with her and tried to give her a handover and tried to give her a status update on investigations, she refused to meet with me. And it's a sentiment she expressed today in answer uh, to a question from one of the MPs. Uh, and she explained how that process had unfolded, how she had uh, initially had a short meeting with um, but because of what she called the black swan and by that we um, infer that she was uh, talking about the state capture report which really um, took up much of her time in the days before she left office she wasn't able to have this extensive meeting that she wanted to have with Busisiwe Mkwebane she made the suggestion that they meet once uh, Mkwebane had officially taken office Mkwebane refused, flatly refused with Tuli Madansela's words uh, and she said she then settled for sending her a handwritten document to follow. Hmm. Lindsay Dentlinger, EWN's parliamentary reporter, watching that examination by Advocate Dalian Porfu SC of Advocate Tuli Madonsela, the former public protector. Uh, both of them uh, casting aspersions, shade, jibes, or whatever you want to say, exchanging blows, comments. It's definitely worth watching. The Midday Report. Today, uh, Mandy, uh, Nomini and Pretoria, I'm surprised that uh, the GDP has contracted. But uh, a few days ago, we got uh, statistics that uh, the uh, employment uh, figures have remained stagnant. So I don't understand. Uh, if employment is remaining stagnant, yet we all know that uh, unemployment in South Africa is so high, so many things happening. How can the GDP be contracted? Can you just help me? I don't understand. Mandy, Gwena Mantashi is an absolute fossil fuel and coal fundamentalist. I believe he's got so much vested interests in these energy sources, and I don't think he's going to change his mind about that very soon. Uh, he is stuck in the past, and um, I think this is largely why he's been so hesitant towards renewables. Hi, Mandy. Um, I'm a bit concerned. Why is SARS Commissioner Mr. Kieswetter telling us that the president is tax compliant? Is there anybody who asked whether or not the the president is is tax compliant? It seems to me that the commissioner is playing politics. Why is he giving the president good coverage? Um, like, um, I don't understand that. It's Kanye and Katlehong. Yes, Kanye, thank you for that. Uh, we had asked uh, Edward Kisveta, the, the SARS commissioner, through his office, uh, if he would come on air. I think it was all very quick. Uh, so we were hoping to, to speak to um, the commissioner about the statement that has been released. It was released just as we came on air about the um, uh, Mr. Matamela, Cyril Ramaphosa, the public officers for Ntaba and Yoni Estate and Ntaba and Yoni Feedlot provide consent to SARS to make a public statement on their tax compliance status. So that's the statement that has been 
been released. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Edward Kitsvita will come on air on 702 and Cape Talk at some stage to explain that because we know that it is exceptional. The commissioner saying in the statement, in taking this exceptional step to disclose the tax status of the president with his written consent, SARS would also encourage other high-profile political office bearers and leaders in society consider taking this proactive step. Uh, so I'm sure you'll hear more about that. And look, I'm no economist. I can't explain to you why job numbers have decreased and why the uh, or increased. Sorry, we had a slight increase in employment. It was around uh, 190,000 jobs, uh, but we've seen this massive decline in the economy and growth in the economy in the fourth quarter of last year. Listen to Bruce Woodfield. I'm sure he'll explain that to you. The Midday Report. Well, let's give you an update now on what's happening at Witt University because the SRC president, Apiwe Mnyamana, has now been suspended. The university announcing this last night. Uh, the university saying the allegations leveled against him were serious and related to conduct that infringed on the rights of others, resulted in damage to property and intimidation of members of the community, amongst other things. We have seen this ongoing protest by Witt University students. Sharona Patel, Witt's spokesperson, joining us now. Sharona, good afternoon to you. Thank you for your time. Uh, maybe if you can just expand a bit further on why Apiwe Mnyamana has now been suspended. So, uh, thank you, Mandy. Um, so, uh, Apiwe was suspended uh, for exactly the reasons that you, uh, that you just mentioned, and that's uh, the serious nature of the allegations against him. He wasn't the only one. Um, there were at least five other students who were also suspended, and uh, this is uh, based on their behavior um, that we've seen over the past week, where uh, the classes have been disrupted, where they've incited people to, um, or intimidated people, incited people to disrupt classes and lectures, blocked roads, and damaged property. And um, so we are not charging them as some of the other media houses report uh, for protesting. People are welcome to protest as long as it's peaceful and as long as it does not infringe on the rights of others. Minyamana has posted on his Twitter page, he says that he notes the suspension from Vitz, but he also points out that there uh, was an attempt by the SRC, by the Student Council, to host the Gauteng Premier, Panyazala Sufi, uh, as a mediator between students and Vitz senior executive, um, but the executive wouldn't meet with them. Uh, what is your response to that? So, the, in fact, the Premier will be on campus today to meet with um, the senior, members of the senior executive team and uh, management. So, he did come yesterday. He just arrived on campus. Um, he spoke with the students, and then um, he reached out to the vice chancellor, who said that we're happy to meet with him today. Um, I think our concern was that they were trying to find a political solution um, to, to these matters, and I guess a lot of it is political. Um, however, this doesn't, um, you know, uh, have anything to do with the, the suspension process. The suspension process is a separate legal process. It's an internal VIT process, but it's a separate process. And, and we're happy to, to, to speak to anyone who can try to broker a deal and to bring the process to an end. So is that going to be happening today then? I know that the Premier is in Westbury. We've uh, been speaking about that. So is there an expectation then that there will be some kind of meeting taking place today between uh, the SRC, the Premier, and the executive of the university? Yes, so as far as I know, um, the Premier has indicated that they've got a late afternoon meeting uh, with the executive. Um, I know that they met with the SRC yesterday. I, I think they'll meet with the executive today and then try to find a way forward between the two parties. Sharona, what is the, the current status at Wits University in terms of disruptions, in terms of, of classes? What, what is generally happening? So the majority of classes, especially where there are large classes, are taking those online. 
and uh, we now have blended learning form. We do still have um, people in laboratories, people doing experiments, people in studios, etc., on campus. So those who need to be on campus are here, um, but the majority of large lectures have been taken online, um, at least for the next few days. Um, so that's the first. At the moment, we've got about 70 students um, who were singing outside the Great Hall earlier. They're now walking around the campus. Uh, at the same time, we've got a little Nahawa ticket going on, your lunchtime tickets, which will be throughout this week between 12 and 2. So that's what's happening at the moment. Sharona, thank you for the update. Sharona Patel, VIT spokesperson there, reacting to what the SRC suspended SRC president has posted on his Twitter page, confirmation also uh, that he has indeed been suspended. Interestingly, also, the SRC has now turned to none other than Advocate Dalian Porfu SC to represent them as well. He really is a busy man. He is ubiquitous at the moment. But that is the update uh, on the SRC situation, the student protests at VITS. The Midday Report. That's a wrap of the day's news. Don't forget you can catch the full Midday Report live on 702 and Cape Talk via our streams on YouTube and our website 702.co.za and capetalk.co.za. Keep checking in for updates from my colleagues at Eyewitness News. Till the next time, I'm Mandy Wiener. The Midday Report.